right. Hi, everybody. Hello. Um, it is Emily. And Danielle. And uh, welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, <laughs> your true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. You looked a little confused before you said the podcast name. That's why I hopped in. <laughs> You're good. Um, we hope you all had a fun and safe Fourth of July weekend. Yes. I know we did. Yes, we did. Um, do you have anything you want to talk about before we get into this story you're today? Looking at, you're looking at me like I should. No. <laughs> okay. I'm just um, wanting to make sure. Yeah, I was like, uh, do I? <laughs> um, no, I, I would like to say, though, we are at officially 20 episodes already. Oh, wow. I know. Amazing. I just, it came up really fast. I was really surprised. Yeah. Um, so, thank you all for sticking with us for 20 episodes. We yeah. appreciate you. We would love if you would share with a friend. Yes, please. Um, and interact with us on social media. We <laughs> love that. Like, I'm not kidding. I, if someone, like, DMs me, I, like, freak out and I text Emily and I'm like, oh my god, someone just DM'd me. Yeah. They sent me stories. Here's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Which we will do eventually. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I was looking into one of them, but I just, I don't know if I have enough, so I might have to do a a multi-story episode so that we have some listener stories and you know because like it's an interesting story but all the information out there is not a lot so I just want to make sure that I do justice yeah um you might want to hold your microphone a little closer to your mouth oh oh, I'm so sorry yeah sorry Sorry, guys. guys on the fly adjustments um okay cool we are having less of those though which is nice yeah we're figuring it out Yes, we are. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Um. So this week, I'm I'm adding a letter to our. Yeah, I know you're looking at me, <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, I'm so, intrigued. Um, I mean, it could fall under like some of these categories, like crime or whatever, conspiracy, definitely. Um, but I'm doing a disaster. Oh. Yeah. So. Like a um, natural disaster? Or so this so story un- is, I don't want to say like inspired by, but um, I thought about doing it because of the condo collapse in oh, Miami. so sad. And our thoughts are, are out to those guys. Yes. And, you know, super sad. So I um, kind of took my inspo from that and I'm doing um, the Hyatt Regency walkway collapse. Oh, I've yeah. never heard of this. You've never heard of this. No, I don't think so. Interesting. Um, it is a yep. episode on um, my favorite murder. Okay. I found out. Okay. So that's maybe is where it I like heard a it? recent? No, one? old. Okay. So yeah. Because I don't really listen to my favorite murder anymore. No. I found new podcasts, and I'm trying to catch up on those. So then all my old podcasts are, are like, like sitting on there. the back burner. So I have like. 10 and that's why we drink and I have you know so yeah I'm like I have to I have to learn new old balance yeah it's not going well um so yeah something a little different yeah, today definitely. and there is a section of this that gets a little confusing with like explaining what happened so okay. I will let everyone know that I did just copy and paste from one of my sources and I say that in here okay. and I sort like cite them and whatever but I was just like okay if I try to make this in my own words and make sense 
it's just not gonna happen so and i will ask lots of questions (laughs) i might or might not know the answer you know what that's fine (laughs) we're we are not professionals also like totally random but this almost happened like the i'll just get into it the anniversary date yes coming up up. yep um so let's get going now, on July 1st, 1980, the Hyatt Regency in Kansas City, Missouri, opens it, its doors for business after two years of construction. The Hyatt Regency was beautifully built. It was a 40-story high tower on one side, and then in the middle, there was an atrium. And then on the other side, there was a shopping center with, like, shops and restaurants. Okay. And I already have a question, and I might have just missed it. What city is this in? Kansas City. Okay. Sorry. Yep. I was like, I feel like she said it, but I don't remember where. <laughs> Off to a good start. <laughs> now, this hotel had um, one of those, like, rotating restaurants on the top floor. Oh, those are so cool. Yeah. Um, now, if you know me, I do love a good rotating restaurant. Yes. Um, but I feel like now they're a little outdated. You don't really see... Um, them being built anymore when we went to disney when we but did still how old is that that's true that's you know true. they're not building new ones no, i would say you are correct um which is a real shame yeah so they did that and back in 1980 like a rotating restaurant was a big deal oh i'm sure especially in kansas city <laughs> and they say this they'll say this themselves like there wasn't much going on in kansas city back in the day so this was like this new hotel was a huge deal okay um uh it was the nicest hotel being built in kansas city at the time and it was a huge draw to both tourists and locals um now i'm going to try to paint a picture of this atrium for you um and this is where our story takes place so the atrium was four stories high okay and had a 50 foot ceiling um and there, an atrium is just kind of like a open like an open airy kind of right? space yep okay um there were three walkways that were above the atrium um and you said they were four stories high yep so okay. there was one on the second floor one on the third floor and one on the fourth floor okay. the walkway on the second floor and the walkway on the fourth floor were like right above each other and then the walkway on the third floor was kind of like off to this the other side of the two okay so it was kind of like boo you know like pretty little almost like a triangle shape kind of of, yeah yeah um sorry i lost my place because i was very into describing this with my hands yes (laughs) (laughs) which Um, is helpful for me not necessarily for our listeners (laughs) the walkways weighed 32 tons each and were made up of steel concrete and glass Um, Now, these walkways were the main focus point of the room. Uh, They seem to be, like, floating on air. uh, And many people love to stand up on the walkways and, like, people watch below. So, were the... You said floating on air, so were they, My next sentence. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) They look to be floating on air because the walkways were held up and attached to the ceiling by, like, hanger rods. Um, Well, most of the walkways were anyway, but we'll get back to that. That wasn't my question. Um, So... They're, like, suspended from the ceiling, okay. basically. So they look like they're floating. Okay. They're not... There's no, like, part of it attached to the ground or attached to anything else. It's okay. So, but my my question that I was going to ask was, um, are the floors also glass? I don't think so. Okay. So it was, like, a cement floor. I think the sides steel, were, like, glass. The sides were glass. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, 
Below the walkways was a big open area that held like seating. Um, it looked kind of like a place where people could go and eat or, you know, a, a big open space where events could be held. Uh, the main entrance to the atrium was on the west side. Um, so you could just like walk off right off the street into the atrium. So you okay. didn't have to go through the hotel lobby or the shopping area or anything like that. Okay. Um, there was like one side, one wall was literally all windows. Cool. So it was like four story high windows. So, you know, they really wanted this, these walkways to be like the focal, the focal point. point. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it I, sounds really impressive, especially for 1980 because again this is like (laughs) not something they really did a whole lot yeah but i hope that kind of painted a a good picture for you and um the listeners well and it'll help that we'll have pictures yeah i I couldn't find any pictures of it before before. really yeah which was weird weird yeah um, in May of 1981, almost a year after the Hyatt opened, the whole de- hotel decided to start throwing um, tea dances every Friday night in the atrium. So a tea dance is a term that comes from the 1940s, but basically it was like a big dance that people could come and, um, you know, let loose, hang out with friends, be with loved ones. Uh, they could listen to a live band, show off their dancing moves, grab a drink at one of the four bars that they had around. So when you said a tea dance, I was envisioning like... A tea party? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, like why specifically tea, but that's what it's called, so... Is it like the letter T? No, it's it like T-E-A. T-E-A. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yep. Um, now these tea dances were very popular. It was like imagine. the place to be on a Friday night in yeah. Kansas City, Missouri. Um, on... Friday, July 17th, 1981, about 1,500 to 2,000 people gathered in the atrium area for the Friday night tea dance. There were dancers on the floor with numbers pinned to their backs for a contest. There were people mingling by the bar, and some people were up on the walkways watching the dancers, like, blow with a bird's eye view. I can imagine that would be a really cool view to have, Oh, I'm sure, Yeah. At about 7.04 p.m., there were, these are just guesstimate numbers. Um, They don't have exact numbers, but. Well, I suppose it would be hard to know if you've got people coming in from the street, you you know. I'm talking about this next sentence. There are 40 people on the second floor walkway, about 16 to 20 people on the fourth floor walkway, and then there's like some other people on the third floor walkway. Yeah, and I'm, like I'm saying, like. You can't, it's hard to keep track of how many people there are when you just have people just wandering in and out. My comments sure. don't make sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> all right. Um, now, all of a sudden, witnesses hear what they describe as a metallic pop. Uh-oh. The fourth floor walkway dropped several inches, pauses, then drops down directly on top of the second floor walkway, which then drops down directly onto the atrium floor below. Now, you have to remember, too, that these walkways are made of steel, steel. concrete, and oh. glass. So all this, like, stuff is just raining down on these people below. Oh my God. Not even the people that are, like, directly below, but, I mean... Like, anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. yeah it's um, not like glass is going to not shatter everywhere. Right. Now, as you can imagine, uh, chaos erupts. Yeah. A local reporter from KMBC, Michael Mahoney, just happened to be at the Hyatt that night doing a story on, story on the tea dances. It was like a, a social piece. So 
Um, him and his cameraman were on the second floor about to get some footage of the dancing from above when he said he heard a pop pop. He looked up and he was directly in line with that second floor walkway and he saw the second floor walkway start to sag, sag some more and then it just dropped out of sight. The second floor did? Yeah. So I thought it was the... F- well, I'm just telling you what he saw. The fourth floor fell on top of the second floor. Oh, but at that he, point, that could have been the fourth f- Yeah, he just one. didn't see the fourth floor falling. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Sorry. Yeah. That's how I took that as. That um, now rescue workers immediately rushed to the site, and what they were greeted with were was, like, unimaginable. Unimaginable. <laughs> yes. There Birds were are long weekend. Yeah. There were disembodied limbs sticking out of the wreckage. Oh god. Body lie in halves. Um, necks were snapped. People's skin was turning blue. They could hear survivors yelling for help. The people that were on the second floor walkway were trapped sandwiched between the fourth floor walkway and the ground below. Oh my god. Um obviously first responders immediately began getting to work. Um, They actually pumped oxygen into the collapsed areas with, like, tiny tubes so survivors could breathe. So they, like, stuck tubes in there and literally just pumped it full of oxygen. Um, Once, like, construction companies and construction workers in the area, like, heard of what happened, they were immediately bringing in, like, heavy their heavy equipment for these people to use so they could start taking off, like, the large pieces of concrete and steel to get to the survivors. Um... At first, they tried to come in with, like, bulldozers, but with so many people still trapped in the weight of the rubble, they eventually had to bring in um, cranes, forklifts, and concrete cutting saws. So they literally knocked out this glass, big glass windows, and brought in a, like, physical crane into this building so they could get that stuff off. The triage doctor in charge was Dr. Joseph Weckler. Um, he would actually have to like whistle every once in a while to get workers to stop and be silent so they could listen for more survivors and know like where to go next. Um, now also we have to remember too that we have this third story walkway, which is still dangling from above them with like a huge crack in it because I'm sure it got got some damage when it, those other two came down. So they were just praying that that walkway at that point wasn't about to drop on top of them as well yeah i can imagine that would be a very stressful situation yeah um there that night was walter trueblood and his wife shirley walter said that shirley and him were regulars at the tea dances and that night they had scored some free drink tickets um in walter's own words he said quote um he is never uh he has never turned down a free martini in his life end quote (laughs) (laughs) um Walter and his wife Shirley were on the second story walkway when all of a sudden they heard weird pops and the floor dropped about 16 inches. Walter That's took, a big drop. Yeah. Walter, so about a, a foot, foot and a half. half. Yeah. Walter took oh. his wife Shirley's hand and he said that he thought to himself, you know, we better get off this thing. Yeah. He said they didn't even make it three steps before the walkway collapsed. Well, when you were describing it earlier, it sounded like it happened really fast. Seconds, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Walter and Shirley were able to comfort each other in the rubble as they waited to be rescued. Oh, so they both survived? They couldn't speak to each other, but they could feel each other. Um, So, yes, thankfully, they did both survive. 
Another survivor, Chuck Hayes, was half-trapped. His legs were covered by debris, and he couldn't see his wife, Jane, anymore. He stated that after the crash, there was an eerie calm. There were no screams, no noises, nothing. Then one by one, you could hear the cries for help start. A trio. I suppose everybody's in shock right away. Right. Holy shit! What What just happened? A triage center was set up uh, where the hotel's like taxi service normally was, and a morgue was set up in the lobby. And it immediately became clear that there was going to be like multiple fatalities. And if this wasn't enough of a terrible scene, that gave rescue workers a huge challenge. Um, Pipes had also broken in the crash, and gallons of water were starting to flow into the atrium. Oh, no. Survivors Mark Williams, Tom Weir, and Dalton Grant stated that they began to feel the water rise up around them. Rescue workers um, then realized that survivors of the initial collapse now faced the very real possibility of drowning. Oh, my God. God. One survivor said he watched the water around him turn from murky gray to red. Ugh. Yeah. They, oh, I hate this story. <laughs> For very different reasons than normal. <laughs> they finally were able to get the water to shut off. So thankfully, as far as we can tell, no one did drown. Good. Um, But that still would have been, like, terrifying. For, yeah. like, you survived this initial yeah. crash and then all of a sudden you have this water. And they said it wasn't, it, like, like... slowly rises and you're like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I oh, think it God. said that there it wasn't, like, city water. So they couldn't just, like, call the city and have it shut off. It was something different. Oh. So it, like, wasn't, like, that easy of a process. Um, and they also started, like, opening, like, places for the water to, like, flow out of. Okay. So that helped, too. But they were able to get the water stopped. I was thinking, like, bring your pool pump. Yeah, literally. <laughs> you know? um, now, Dr. Joseph, that head triage man, um, doctor, I shouldn't call him a man, talked about how they actually had to December bodies to get to survivors. Oh, God. Isn't That's so so sad and gross isn't that just could you imagine no thank you what it was like to walk into this i would not like to do that thanks yeah um so nine and a half hours after the initial collapse the last survivor mark williams was pulled from the rubble wow that happened fast yeah they like got right on it yeah they were like no time for no dilly dally yeah and I'm like I said, as soon as like people heard what was happening, they like brought all this equipment in, and yeah, um, it was reported that rescue workers were so exhausted at this point that they almost hit Mark with the jackhammer they were using to move the concrete slab that he was under. Yikes! He said it like went literally like under his arm on one side of him, like between his legs, and then he like was screaming like I'm down here I'm down here like don't use the jackhammer again because they didn't know where he was oh like they could hear him yeah yelling but they didn't know like where under the slab he was yeah like um that was my arm yeah um in all 29 people were pulled alive from the rubble after 12 hours rescue workers believed that they had gotten all the bodies pulled from the rubble But at 7.15 a.m. Saturday morning, they lifted the final slab of concrete, and below they found 31 more dead bodies. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a lot more. I thought you were going to be like, they found two more dead bodies. No, 31. 31. Um, Damn. In total, 114 people had died, and over 200 people were injured. 18 total pairs of husband and wives perished. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Yeah. But also, like, 
it's really terrible. It really is. But at least they don't have to live without one another. You know, like. Yeah, I get what you're trying to say. Ugh, it, there's no, it's, none of it's good. For me, it's like you literally, like they, pro- how many times do you think these people, okay, well, it wasn't that many times because it only started two months before, but I'm sure like every Friday they did the same thing. It was yeah. like their Friday routine. And then this Friday was just like so different Ugh. and terrible um so sad yeah and this is this is as of right now the biggest like disaster of this nature okay now i'm sure once we get maybe totals unfortunately from miami that would probably yeah be the, the biggest but as of this moment as we're recording on july 5th yes it is still this um now it would take survivors over a year and a half to finally get some answers of what could have possibly happened um this is the newest building in kansas city and it should have been safe yeah i have a feeling it has something to do with how they how heavy they were and how much support it had from the ceiling because like, it was just hanging from the ceiling right there was like support beams and stuff yeah but, but yeah, we'll get into it. I just feel like that's... That's your guess as of yeah, right now? Yeah, right now that's... My guess is it's got something to do with how heavy they were and, like, the supports from above. Because I'm feeling like the pop-pop that they heard was, like, the cables snapping. It wasn't cables. There were rods. Oh, okay. But, but something, something yeah, snapping. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yep. Um, so, Kansas City Mayor Richard Berkeley asked the National Bureau of Standards which is a federal agency to come in and look at and investigate the collapse. Edward Frang was put in charge of the investigation. That's a great last name. And it's (laughs) P-F-R-A-N-G. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. I love that. Kind of like Prue. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The first thing they wanted to do was obviously to go look at the scene. Um, But when they got there, they found that most of the wreckage was moved off site to a private storage facility. Did they do that just so that they could get people out from underneath it? Or, like, was there Apparently, reason? the hotel owners wanted to investigate everything first, which, like, I'm sure you did. Because I'm sure they were, like, didn't want to have... Lawsuits and Yeah, stuff. like, they didn't... They wanted to make sure that they were the first ones to do it. So, they literally took all everything out and moved it to a private storage facility. That feels sketchy. Yeah. It took them 12 days for a judge to grant... Um, edward access to the wreckage because they had it was on a private facility so they had to get permission to go yeah that's really sketchy yeah um so obviously probably nothing but yeah well Uh, i mean it's sure we hope it's nothing but it just feels well the high end they kind of didn't they didn't really seem to like i don't know i'll we'll talk about at the end but they just seem kind of shitty uh, <laughs> and it makes me not want to say to hide anymore. Um, let's see. So they Which probably will, but probably not. A Hyatt. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen it at Hyatt? Yeah, we have. Oh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously they had to like start somewhere else. Um, they're not just going to twiddle their thumbs for twelve days. Yeah. Uh, the first theory to come out was that there were too many people on the walkways. But that was quickly dismissed. Thanks to Michael Mahoney's footage, they were able to count how many people were on the walkways, and it was nowhere near enough to cause a collapse. And that was the reporter, yep. right? Okay. Yep. 
Um, the second theory was because people were dancing up there that the vibration and movement had caused the collapse. But again, that was proven to be uh, false. Probably not likely. Yeah. Which makes sense because like... Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. Um, of course, they want to blame the people. Yeah. <laughs> it's the people's right. fault. It's the victim's fault. Yeah. For dancing up there. How dare they? Ass. Um, while the NBS was doing their investigation, the Kansas City Star, which is a newspaper, okay. approached structural engineer Wayne Lishka to look into the da- disaster on their behalf. The press had actually been able to see the wreckage at a distance before it was moved to a private storage facility. So Lishka and a photographer with a really good lens <laughs> had gone and taken photos. Nice. Yeah. So, of course, they can see it, but not these... Oh, my God. I just, like... Sorry about that. (laughs) These photos... This is so funny. (laughs) These photos combined with the records of the building plans at City Hall helped Lishka figure out the tragic reality. From what Lishka could see in the photos um, was that the hanging rods that connected the fourth floor walkway to the ceiling were still there, but the walkway clearly was not. So he knew that this must have been the point of failure. Yes. So since the hanging rods were still hanging from the ceiling, but the walkway was gone, like that, this is the where... The attachment between the two was the weak point. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and it also turns out that um, what was in the plans wasn't actually what was built. So this is where I'm going to read directly from okay. my source and hopefully we can... You should have reached out to John and been like, can make you sense explain this? this easier to me? Because I, I don't... Confused. Well, this is more engineering. Okay. Yeah. Well, because he has to know how to read building plans and stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, but I didn't get to see the building plans or anything. Oh. Um, that would have been cool. Should we go to Kansas City? I wonder I'm if sure they still I, have it. I wonder if they... Well, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, okay, anyways. <laughs> okay, so here we go. This is direct quotes from my source. Okay. Um, each walkway had a number of box beams going across them with ways, and the hanger rods were connected to each end of the box beams. These beams were, in turn, constructed by placing two steel channels, each shaped like a square bracket, toe-to-toe, and welding to them together along the edges where they met to make like a box. This is apparently done because the high architects wanted box beams for aesthetic reasons. In the original design, each of the box beams would have transferred its load directly to the hanger rods. Each beam, therefore, would only need to carry its share of the load. However, what had actually been built was different, and it would have had, and it would have handled the load differently as well. The hanging rods from the ceilings were attached to the fourth floor walkway's box beams, running through the beam with a nut and a washer on the bottom of them to hold it in place. Then offset by four inches, a second set of hanging rods were attached, extending from the box beams of the fourth story walkway to those of the second floor walkway. Again, a nut and washer at each end held them secure. This meant that the load from the second floor box beams would be transferred first to the lowest set of hanging rods, then to the fourth floor box beams, then to the upper set of hanging rods. Uh-oh. Here comes Sieva. <laughs> I told you that was going to happen. The fourth floor box beams were therefore not only carrying their own load, but also the load of the second floor walkway beneath. 
Okay, so basically, they had it in the plans so that each level would hold its own weight. Correct. But then when they built it, they built it so that two and four were sharing their weight. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Okay. And apparently, they just didn't think about that when they were building it. So and it doesn't sound like they had a lot holding it together either. A, no. A washer and a bolt. I mean, I'm sure it was very big, but... Yeah, but still, yeah, that still. just doesn't seem like enough. Um, So, so basically the second store floor was attached directly to the fourth floor and it wasn't supposed to be no okay um and that is why when the fourth floor dropped the second floor also, also dropped okay, that so that's why he that's, was seeing it sag okay that makes sense yeah because it wasn't it hitting it it was the, the initial like drop yes drop and then, and then okay. it dropped again okay. yeah that makes more sense yeah right yes so does that kind of we kind of made that made sense, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's... I mean, it was a lot of information, but I think that was good because, okay. like, it make, it still makes sense. Yeah. Um, clearly, neither of us are engineers. Right. <laughs> now, Lishka's findings were printed in the Kansas City Star just four days after the tragedy. Wow. The MBS was later able to do, come to a similar conclusion as him. Um, now, in one of my sources, it said nobody was held accountable from this. And another source, it said in November of 1984, so three years after, um, the two engineers responsible for building the walkways, Jack Gillum and Dan Duncan, were both found guilty of gross negligence and misconduct and unprofessional conduct in the practice of engineering. So, Which really sucks. Yeah. But also, like, because you didn't follow the plans... Hundreds of people are dead or injured. Yeah, but I don't know if they actually were prosecuted or not. Oh, they were just charged. I don't know. Like, one of mine said nobody was. Oh, oh. And I one see, of them I said it was, so. That's what you're saying. One of the two. Um, now, following the collapse, the hotel redid the atrium. Instead of suspending suspended bridges, like they're floating, mm-hmm. they built bridges on a big like big tall columns that were attached to the ground just okay. to reassure the public of their safety yeah um the hotel reopened 75 days after the collapse that's really fast and it is actually still open to this day oh wow yeah um you can actually stay there do you think it's haunted oh for sure yeah i do too <laughs> 114 people yeah in a tragic 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 way yeah yeah it's kind of like I wonder if you could find stories. I'm going to look. I after. looked at the reviews. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. It has a really, it's like actually a really nice hotel. It's not a Hyatt anymore. It's a Sheraton now. Okay. And it, I mean, it's beautiful. Like they redid the rotating like restaurant, restaurant and it turned it into like a club level and Fine. the rooms look really nice. Um, but yeah, they completely redid the atrium. I didn't even see any walkways um, in the photos online. Okay. Um, but remember how I said Hyatt's kind of shitty? Yeah. Um, so back in, God, I believe it's 2014. Uh, I believe it's 2014. But um, survivors built like a, a memorial mm-hmm. across the street from the uh, hotel, yeah. which is a Sheraton now. Yeah. And the Hyatt Corporation refused to donate any money because the hotel was no longer a Hyatt. I hate that. Yeah, that really bothered me for yeah. some reason. Like, yeah, I just am really annoyed by that. I mean, it's like the right thing to do to yeah. send them money and 
and they are just like <laughs> fuck you it's like a little like it would have been like a blip to yeah. them you know what i mean like and they could have counted it as a charitable donation yeah so that so like just because it's like it's not a high anymore like doesn't matter it was when all those people were murdered yeah well, well not, murdered, not murdered but murdered by steel died <laughs> um so yeah that's yeah. the um the story of the hyatt regency walkway collapse in kansas yeah, city missouri that was a good one that You've was never definitely heard different that. no yeah. i hadn't heard of that i know one. i was really excited i was like ooh, we're like really sw- switching it up on these guys yeah so you know how you i mean it can technically that's i would say like kind of falls under crime i'm yeah. sure there's definitely some conspiracy theories about this oh yeah somewhere I'm sure. so I'm sure. yeah that's that's my story I wonder if they saw the Mothman, because then it would be cryptid. Too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so it yeah, seems to be around bridge collapses, and that's kind of a bridge. Um, a yeah, kind of. I'm curious to know if anyone of our listeners has ever stayed there. It's a little out of downtown, but you can see downtown from it. Okay. Um, but yeah. Some of the reviews online were like, really nice hotel, besides the fact that 114 people died here. <laughs> like, they're just very... <laughs> very blunt about blunt it, about it. That's, yeah that's and one person was like had to change hotels when i found out that like 114 people died here and like no you didn't have to you're fine don't be so dramatic well i would not want to stay there i don't think it would bother me i think it'd be sad and i think be like oh no this, it's this just is, a lot of a lot that so it's a lot there. of bad juju that's for sure that's it's a lot yeah. of stuff I don't know. So, yeah. Um, I hope you guys liked this. Um, let us know if we should do more disasters in the future. Yeah. Um, it was kind of fun for me to do because sure. it's a definitely different. different than what we normally do. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about it? No. Good story. Thank I mean, you. Not good. You know. Yeah. No. I know. Interesting story. Yeah. Um, what were your sources? Oh, sh- Nikes. Um, hold on. <laughs> Guts to go down. I got you. Um, so Wikipedia, Hyatt Regency Walkway Collapse, Timeline.com, um, ASCE.org, um, GreatDisasters.co.uk. That's where I took that, like, exact expert excerpt from. Okay. Um, and then www.KansasCity.com. Um, this was cool because, uh, there's like a 14 minute video on there, uh, for the anniversary of, I think it was the 30 year anniversary of the collapse. Okay. Um, yeah, it was 2010. Yep. Um, and they like talked to survivors cool. of that were like actually in the rubble and stuff. So it was oh. kind of cool to just, you know, That's hear their stories and whatever. Can you imagine the trauma no. those people went through? Like, oh my God. And also, Walter and Shirley, I'm so glad they survived together. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, other than that, that's all I got. Well, um, find us on Instagram at MWMadnessPodcast. Um, our Facebook group is Midwest Madness Podcast Group. If you have to ask to be in it, that's the right one. We just are trying to keep the riffraff out. <laughs> Um, our Gmail is mwmadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can send us stories, you know, Facebook, Instagram, or, um, the email that they'll get to us. 
no matter what so absolutely um it might honestly be a little bit easier if you send them to the email because emily and i both have access to that um and if you send them to our personal accounts it gets kind of hard because like or it's whatever is easiest for you i don't really care but okay yep i just figure it's easier for us to both see them some people don't have email that's true yeah no that's not yes it is trust me what do you know that doesn't eat we'll talk about later okay (laughs) all right guys well we hope you have a great rest of your week and we will talk to you next tuesday all right bye